James Milner making that run again. He's made it off the roof. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Liverpool. Um, oh, I'm, I'm kind of exhausted uh, having watched that game. What a what a fantastic game. A 4-3 scoreline. I don't know what the odds were on two 4-3 scorelines on the same Premier League game day, um, but uh, I'm sure they would have been very, very long odds. So if anyone put money on that, congrats for them. But, um, but yeah, so we were part of a 4-3, which I guess many people... Many Liverpool fans wouldn't have expected. We've been absolutely solid in, in defence for the entire season. Um, and prior to today's game, we'd only conceded three goals at home. So it was, it was uh, I think it was a shock to everyone uh, that we conceded three goals at home in, in one game. And I'll come on to the defence a little later on in terms of what, kind of just what happened today. But um, yeah, it, it was just, you know, it was one of those kind of crazy, crazy freak games, I think. It very much um, reminded me of a Liverpool from last season, where we would, you know, we would just outscore opponents. That that's how we would, that's how we would win. Um, we've adapted our play this season, particularly in the first half of the season, which is, you know, which is what's led us to being in such a strong position um, come January. But this was, yeah, very much a throwback to last season. One of those games where you know we're going to concede, but you know we're probably going to score too. So. Um, yeah, it was. It was a. We haven't had many games like this as, as from a Liverpool perspective this season. So it was kind of, um, yeah, you know, good to good to revisit the old times. You know, those nerve nerve wrenching games where it's kind of like, oh my god, are we going to get the other? We're going to get the other goal. But hey, Liverpool have a fantastic history with four three score lines. You know, there were those years where we had those crazy games against Newcastle. So you know, maybe four threes a four threes a good omen for us. So the the scoring started in the first half um Liverpool I don't know maybe this has been kind of a bit of a pattern over the last couple of weeks we haven't really we don't really turn up too much in the first half we we control things but we don't ever really look like we're gonna you know tear a team apart or with a fast start or anything like that but um you know we 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 dominated the ball but you know we weren't making too many chances and um they went ahead through uh you know Zaha absolutely ripping Milner and uh, we will get into the into that a little bit later on in, in this episode but um but yeah teeing up Townsend uh, to play past Allison we kind of went in at half time down this ha- hasn't happened to us too many times this season so it was it was interesting to see how Klopp the players uh, reacted to that and how they came out and and they came out you know all guns blazing um and in the uh you know in the first minute of the uh of the second half Van Dijk had this kind of pop shot from like 30 yards it kind of spooned up off a defender and then Salah quite um quite brilliantly actually uh kind of flick the ball uh past the past the keeper and uh, we'll come to the keeper as well don't worry um but uh but yeah that kind of got us back into the game um there was then a kind of a, a corner that was cleared and came back into Firmino he found himself on kind of the inside left of the box uh, where he then kind of slotted a slotted a finish away with a bit of a deflection but it was a good finish uh, and that put us put us in the lead um, and from this thought from this position we've been very good at kind of controlling games um, and kind of dictating the pace of the game particularly when we're ahead but that kind of didn't happen in this game um, I actually don't know the reason why you know watching the game it was very much um, you know we played as usual maybe Fabinho and Henderson maybe didn't work in this game maybe we needed someone like a Wijnaldum 
who was unfortunately out injured. But um, uh, Crystal Palace did equalise to make it two all with a, with a header from a corner, which you know I, uh, this season we, we there's been a lot of evidence to show that we've kind of got over gotten over that uh, weakness we had in defence from corner specifically. Um, but that goal brought back scary memories of, of seasons past where we were absolutely appalling at defending corners. So I hope, I hope that's a one-time, it's a one-time thing. And um, yeah, we don't see too much of that in the, in the, in the games going forward. But, um, but yeah, then there was the third goal, which put us back in the lead. Uh, it was a bit of a weird, very weird goal. Um, it's great ball kind of over the top uh, diagonally to, to Milner. And then Speroni, I know he's coming into the team, but I don't know what he was doing. Um, it seems like a couple goalkeepers at the cop end just get kind of a, I don't know, maybe it's the atmosphere. It pro- the atmosphere probably does pay, play play a part, um, but, you know, making a really kind of silly error. I think Salah poted in for his 50th uh, Premier League goal. Um, and then James Milner got sent off. Um, we, well, I guess I'll chat about this now then. So we, we have a bit of a dilemma at right back right now. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold is out for a little while with an injury and uh, James Milner has filled in that position uh, quite well. You know, he's he's um, he played in that game against Bournemouth when we, when we won away when Salah scored the hat-trick. He didn't have too much to do in that game, but he was really shown up at right-back today. Um, when he was up one-on-one against Zaha, and I think obviously Crystal Palace put Zaha one-on-one against him because they knew that, you know, he was, he was kind of our weak link in defence. Uh, it really, really showed that you know he was um uh yeah he was caught short at that in that position a couple um you know a couple of times um you know the first one leading to the goal uh, and then he did get booked twice um and sent off so this kind of prize this kind of provides a bit of a dilemma moving forward um particularly with uh, games coming not too thick and fast but um, I think Trent's going to be out for a little while. So it'll be interesting to see who Klopp puts in at right back. I think most likely you would expect Fabinho. Um, with Wijn- Given Wijnaldum a little bit more time, um, he should be fit for the next game against Leicester. So I would expect Wijnaldum to come back into the midfield and uh, Fabinho to drop in, uh, drop into right back. So I think um, it's looking like maybe Cl- line- loaning out Klein towards the beginning of the uh, transfer window wasn't the cleverest of ideas. Uh, I think obviously Klopp knows his team, knows his player's strengths, and that he can kind of get around that. But um, yeah, it, right now he's looking a bit red-faced about that about that deal. So, um, but yeah, so so then we we did score a fourth as well once we went down to ten men, and that fourth um, proved to be incredibly important actually. Um, so Andy Robertson kind of bursting down the left as he always does. Uh, having watched the, the kind of highlights and, and um, analysis after the game. There does seem to be a bit of a handball by Robertson. Um, I think it's one of those ones where if it happens for your team, you know, it's not really a, it's not really a thing. But if it, if it happens against you, it's it's always a big thing. But Sadio Mane found himself on again, kind of the inside left channel in the penalty box and um, scored against uh, Crystal Palace for his fourth game in a row against Palace. Um, not many players have records like that, so it's a really good one for for Sadio Mane. And uh, as I said, that goal was really needed because again, we went sleepies in defence and um, we conceded yeah we, we, we conceded uh, to a goal from Max Meyer it was a uh, you know ugh, we could have avoided it I think um, it was just kind of poor defending and I think we at that time when the game was 4-2 we were like wow the game's won um, which isn't the kind of attitude that we're going to is good 
particularly for a team trying to chase the um, chase the title. Uh, but I think this game is kind of one of those ones where you just claim it as an exception. I think we were, we, you know, we we. If I was to be really honest, we were probably always going to have a game like this, and um, at some point in the season. So I'm glad to get it out of the way that it was at home, you know, and that we got the result that we want to keep our seven points clear with with Man City playing on the Sunday against Huddersfield. So um, yeah, I think it was it was a crazy game. I don't want to see too many games like that. You know, I'd much rather see the kind of boring one nils we had against Brighton. That would uh, that'd be much better. But um, you know, uh, that's Liverpool, right? Nothing, nothing's ever easy with Liverpool. So, coming on to the couple of points of analysis. So the first one was was about um, James Warner at right back, and it'll be interesting to see. I think Fabinho will be the one who comes in. Um, the other kind of main point of analysis I want to make is around the attackers. So again, today we saw each of the front three bag a goal with with Salah getting two um I'll give I'll, I'll say I'll say one and a half because I think that his second goal was very much Spironi's making um but uh but yeah so I think so Salah's showing that he is now a, a true out and out attacker it, this comparison is a bit is a bit wild but bear with me I think it's very I, I'm actually seeing a bit more um comparison to Ronaldo Whereas when Ronaldo kind of was was um, you know kind of getting into his stride both towards the tail end of his United career and kind of when he went to Real Madrid he was a winger um, he was kind of making those runs from outside to win and then as the years evolved he became actually kind of more of a central striker and that's when he started scoring you know his 50-60 goal seasons. And that seems to be the case here with with Salah. You know, you know, everyone knows him as a winger. That's why he was used at you know for when he was at Chelsea, when he was at Roma in his first season at Liverpool. But this season, when he's been playing predominantly up front, he he's probably been scoring as many goals as he was last season, and he's he's really showing that he has worked, been working on his finishing and that he's got that kind of instinct and um, ability in front of goal to, to score in all situations. He scored all sorts of goals with all sorts of you know parts of his body. Um, so he's really showing that uh, he can fulfill that striker role and also why he's so, so important to this team. He's incredibly important to the way we play, to the way we press, to the way we attack and, and obviously his goals are you know are huge we would be nowhere without his goals and um yes yeah, Salah is incredibly important and, and and pivotal to this Liverpool team um hopefully going on and winning the league the other the other point um the other attacker I want to I want to mention in this is Bobby Firmino um a lot of people talk about Bobby Firmino um about his play you know about his his pressurizing his pressing his work rate and those are all the things that we love about Roberto Firmino that's what's made him such a fan favorite at Anfield um however what we've seen in the last couple of weeks and something that started I guess from the Arsenal game really and kind of filtered through he scored in the Man City game um is that Firmino started started to now score goals and that's incredibly positive because what it does is it kind of takes some of the load off of you know Salah and Mane and also, you know, Firmino is a good finisher and I'm sure scoring goals does well for his confidence also, um, particularly going into the next couple of months uh, with the Champions League starting up next month again in February. And then the Premier League games will, will continue to come thick and fast. It's, um, yeah, it's been really important, um, I think, for Firmino's confidence and for the team that he's scoring goals. So that is incredibly positive 
that he is um, you know contributing to the team in more ways than just his kind of pressing and uh, um, you know defending that that we all know and love love of his. So as we as we do, guys, always to to end this podcast, we end with a shout out to Klopp, and the shout out to Klopp this week is. Um, it's, it's about a particular position, so that we kind of we always play the this two two holding midfielder, whether it's Henderson, Wijnaldum, maybe it's Milner, maybe it's Fabinho, but then there is this kind of attacking roaming midfielder, which at the moment, which for the last couple of games has really seemed to be Shakiri. Um, he's kind of come in and 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 played that role. He played that role when he came on against United, and um, you know he. He did great in that game. He got the, he got the two goals, and he started a few more games than he than he had previously. Um, but actually, you know, thinking about it, he hasn't actually, I don't think, been too impressive in, in any of those games he started since that United game. And you know, maybe he is a, an impact player that needs to come off the bench. But we saw Naby Keita start against Crystal Palace, and um, although he played relatively well. I still think that that position or the player or, or kind of something isn't right there. Um, you know, that's that re- without kind of sounding reminiscent. That's really the Phil Coutinho role. It is the it is the role that he played so well and and you know helped create so many goals for us. And I and I just don't think Shakiri or Keita are up there at this moment in time. I think they have the potential to be. Um, obviously, not as good as Coutinho, but I think they have their potential to be as influential in their own way. But right now, I don't think Klopp is getting the best out of either of them. And um, so, yeah, I don't know whether it's tactical, whether it's kind of just giving one giving one of them an extended run in, in the team and kind of going, look, your job here is to create chances for our front three. Our front three will, will score goals. We know that. Everyone knows that. Your job is to stay in the team now for the next two months and create as many goals as you can. You know, try and get some assist challenges going between between the players. So, or whether it's kind of something tactical about one of the two holding players needing to support them um, more. You know, I'm not sure of the answer, but I think the shout to Klopp is to try and try and work that out because I think that that position will be incredibly important for us moving forward. You know, Adam Lallana is also another option for that position to provide some competition to Shakiri and Keita. So. That's a shout out to Klopp this week to try and work out and figure out how best to um, manage that position, both tactically and, and with a player. So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we how how we play um, against against our next opponents. Uh, speaking of next opponents, um, that is against Leicester. So, having been knocked out of the FA Cup, we now have just I think just over ten days until the next Premier League game, midweek Premier League games. I don't know why we have midweek Premier League games, but hey, um, on the 30th of January, we'll be playing Leicester. Um, we, you know, I, I fully expect us again to win. Leicester, we're all, also part of a 4-3 um, against Wolves today, and uh, their defence is looking uh, very dodgy. Um, so I expect us again to, to kind of walk over their defence. We've had some very good games with against um, Leicester in the past. Obviously, Jamie Vardy is known for his goals against the top six teams, so I'm sure he'll be up for it. Um, but their defence is looking way too way too vulnerable and way too dodgy for me to think that they will pose any threat at, um, at, you know, at defeating us. So, um, yeah, we've got a bit of a break till the next game. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, onwards and upwards, we have a seven-point gap. We'll, let's see what City do, but you know, let's not focus too much on City. Let's focus on us. Let's keep it going, and uh, yeah, let's let's see let's see how it ends. 
thank you guys for for listening to this episode hope you guys are enjoying the podcast uh please do subscribe or leave a review and uh yeah i'll catch you guys on a review of the leicester game